Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And in today's episode, we have got to talk about Big Ick going number six, being the first offensive player drafted in the 2022 NFL Draft. I'm going to talk to you all about how I knew this was coming uh, and as well as who we could expect to see next and a, a few other tidbits about the draft. So stay tuned. We've got a great show up for you today. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, when I talk to you all about basketball, when I talk to you all about baseball, when I talk to you about other sports, I say, I think, I've, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I feel like a lot because I don't know. Okay. I'm, and that's one thing about me that I will gladly tell you. Um, in the words of that, that famous 90s grunt song, I'm not aware of too many things, but I know what I know if you know what I mean. And the fact of the matter is, when it comes down to football, I know this. I have sources in this. I am plugged my ears to the ground in this. If there is ever a question about football, come to me, ask me. I will shoot straight to you. I will tell you what I'm hearing. I will tell you. I will tell you everything except who I'm hearing it from. Okay. But in as far as that goes, I've got connections all through the football world to where I know these things. And the reason I told y'all, Big Ick is going extremely high. The reason I said it's possible he could go as high as one. It's possible it would not be unheard of is because he is he is, you know, the the phrase that is tossed around a lot now is uh, he's a gentleman and a scholar. But he really that that's it. That's it. And let me talk to you about a quote that is uh, from it. It is. I heard it last from Nick Saban, but I don't know if he's the, the first person to say this. And I've seen it play out. I've seen this at high school and in college because those are the, the two highest levels of football where you go on to get selected, get picks. Have, somebody has to extend you uh, the offer of a scholarship or the offer of a contract in order for you to join their team. So let me tell you what I mean uh, about this, this thing Nick Saban said. Nick Saban said there are if guys, I mean, there are and guys and there are but guys, and you don't want to be a but guy. Get your mind out the gutter. Not that way. Now, what I mean is this. When folks talk about a player, the first thing is always going to be what you can do on the field. That's that's always going to be the first thing. It doesn't matter who you are, how great you are. You could be the greatest player that they've ever seen. You could be the greatest and, and the undisputed champion of the world at whatever it is that you do on the football field. But... But they're still going to ask, what's he bad at? What's his limitations? What does he struggle with? What is he? What area has he grown the most in? What is he best at? Where does he thrive? They have the film, but they're going to ask the coach because uh, coaches are, are always going to tell you things that you may not see on tape that they may have intentionally covered over, right? So, for example, if a, if a corner is like really, really bad uh, at playing double moves or something like that. And because of that, 
um, a team just plays a lot of cover two to where it's like, you know what? Even if he does bottom the underneath route, it's all right. We we go ahead and we'll we'll figure it out and, and have somebody over the top so that when he gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, going for the first thing available as safety is over the top. Or um this this defensive tackle is is just terrible at handling this particular block. Okay. So because they're bad at handling this block, we kind of shaded them over to this when we saw this block uh, was potentially coming or when the team ran this block a lot. So that the variation that they ran, this player um, could better deal with. Now, that's just talking to football stuff. Right. And that's that's really getting into the weeds of football. And if anybody wants to talk to me off air about that, I'm fine to do that with you. But that's my point in saying the first thing they asked about is always that. The second thing is. Almost as important. Actually, I would say the second thing is is more important. I'm I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna throw it out there because of what I just mentioned. As far as they have the film, they have the film. So while they may not know the intricacies of oh this coach worked to cover this up or um, this this player did not have to be in this situation often, but they will not excel in it. While they may not know that. Or while they may be able to see those things to a certain extent, see who you are on tape to a certain extent, they cannot see who you are when those lights are off. They can't. They can't see who you are when the band goes home, when the fans go home, when they see all that. They don't. Coaches, GMs, execs, front office personnel, people—they have no idea. None. None. They are completely blind and in the dark. Until you tell them what's going on, unless you've done something just god awful, they have no idea who these young men are as men. And let me tell you this: I have not. I've spoken to my people. I've asked, "Hey, what's what's up with it?" Because he, I have heard multiple times, this is the type of man that you would want your daughter to marry. That you you hear. Uh, we've talked about the term gentleman and scholar. Not too many folks are turning down Yale offers. Not too many folks are turning down Harvard offers. Not too many folks are even extended those offers to begin with, right? It was. So we're looking at a guy that we know is intelligent. The the intelligence is the problem. So then it becomes the character. And like I said, the only thing I've heard about the character is this type of man you want your dog to marry. Extremely respectful, extremely kind-hearted. He'll um, give you the show off his back. Good dude. Good dude. That's all I've ever heard about. Now, when you combine that with what he has done on the field, that makes it easy. That makes it obvious. And let me just hit you with just a couple quotes uh, from from Matt Rule and, and different coaches um, from the Panthers organization or even some of the ex-old coaches. Iki Aquanu is a coach's dream come true. That is the first thing that you'll see if you go to uh, the Panthers website right now. He's a coach's dream come true. That's that's where you start this thing off. And then you go to uh, you go to what Matt Rule and company have said. And there is it's very clear. It is very clear why they're so excited about him. They talked about his visit. They talked about um, uh, how excited they were to have him. And I'm going to read you off quotes from their website here from Matt Rule. We're trying to be cool, calm, and collected, but we're pretty fired up. Uh, and when asked about when asked about him, the Panthers' new offensive line coach James Campen had this to say: 
He just plays hard. He plays physical. He's a worker. He's a very smart, very cerebral kid. His upbringing is obviously very good. He's very well-mannered. He checks all the boxes. He also brings a physical presence and a play style that not only elevates the room, but elevates everybody. To play with that type of temperament, he's a very driven guy who has room to grow. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. When I say that this is an and guy, and here's the interesting thing about NC State this year, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I will end it right here, okay? I have played with guys that were immensely talented, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say any, any names or what level this was at. Well, actually, I'll, I'll say this. It was at high school. There was a player that I played with. He wasn't the fastest guy in the world, but he was super instinctive. He always knew where the ball was, always, always. And when he had the ball in his hands on offense, he had some make you miss in him. He was he was just shifty. He wasn't the fastest guy in the world. He didn't have uh, make you miss. I mean, he didn't have um, the the type of if he's even, he's leaving speed. But he did have a lot of make you miss in him. He did have the ability uh, to fight for yardage where you really didn't see anything there. Now, this gentleman, uh, we had a corner who was an All-American in track, All-American in football, going to Oregon. A coach from Oregon came and said, hey, what's up with this kid? I'm, I I was watching tape. Dior Mathis is uh, the corner's name. He said, I was watching tape on Dior to see how he was looking this year. And this other kid kept popping up on tape. This kid was not an and guy. When you talk about it, I say and because it's he's a great player. He's physical. He's nasty. He finishes plays and he's respectful. He finishes play. He is he his his pass sets need work and and um he has grown in that area tremendously, which is a, a sign of how hard he's working. And he finishes blocks, and and he's not gonna get you in any trouble off the field. You don't have to worry about what he's doing, um, twenty four seven. You don't have to be kept up at night, or you don't have to have a handler for him to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And and. And he's the type of guy you want to date your daughter. This gentleman that I was referring to originally, he was a butt guy. He was a butt. He he was a guy that you would say, yeah, he's instinctive. Yeah, he'll make you miss. But he's never in class on time if he even goes to class. You know what I mean? And and that moment right there, if anybody, if you know anything about how high school football recruiting and all that works, all it takes, all it takes is one big time school to offer you. Just one, just one. And then all of a sudden, every smaller school in your area is also going to offer you. And mind you, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So if you get the offer, and this was back when Chip Kelly was there. So if you get the offer from, or or it might've been right after Chip Kelly. I'm, I'm not sure. Might've been, it was either, but Oregon was a really, really good team at that time. If you get the offer from them, all of a sudden, all of the teams in, in the area, all of the Mac schools who had overlooked you originally, have got to double back now. Big 10 schools, some of those who are on a lesser scale have to double back now. There, There's only a couple of Big 10 schools that are like, eh, whatever. That They want to offer that kid. We don't really care. That's not the case with most of them. This young man's life trajectory was changed because he was a butt guy. Icky was not that. And that is what made this pick 
awfully easy for the Panthers. Awfully easy. When you get a tackle at this number and you're geeked up about it, you know that there's something special. Perfect example. Look at my Lions last year. Panay Sewell, one pick higher. And, man, they were banging on table. Brown Holmes was going off like I, I would have thought they won the lottery or something. But, in essence, you do. Drafting an offensive lineman who's going to be a starter for the next eight to ten years, who's going to dominate for the next eight to ten years, and a guy who's not going to get you in trouble, a guy who's going to make you look great in the community, a guy who you know, that roster spot, I don't have to worry about, oh, my God, what did he do now? Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Somebody go check on him. That is what you want to see. And that's, that is very simply how I, you know, saw from a mile away that Ick was going to be go- coming off the board extremely early. That's just the reality there. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about some of the other guys um, who are also going to be in that space of being drafted uh, tomorrow in just a second. But before we do, I have got to talk to you all about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is an absolutely uh, is an absolutely delicious product that folks use every day. And it helps people out with their gut health. So what is this stuff? With one, just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all the things all in one. It's a lifestyle-friendly uh, product, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy, gluten, it doesn't matter. Dairy-free, rather. Gluten-free, it doesn't matter. And it contains one gram of sugar, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Also, this the founder of this uh, of Athletic Greens was was working on creating this thing because they had gut health issues, which ended up costing them uh, over $100 a day via supplement routine. You're getting all of that in one, and it's going to be way cheaper than that. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So when we're talking about who's next and, um, you know, who who could be going in day two, um, we're, we're mainly looking at uh, Bam Knight, Ricky Person, I'm sorry, Bam Knight and uh, Emeka Mezzi. Ricky Person is... Probably going to be day three if he gets drafted. But let me let me talk to you about these two, okay? Both of these are also A guys, so there's not really the questions there. But the, the problem becomes they have separate problems, but both things that, you know, generally drive folks down, and, and uh, that's just the nature of the beast. So right now, running backs are being extremely undervalued because – or not undervalued, rather. They're having their value cut from underneath them by the fact that 
running backs are running back is a position that translates over very well. And why would that cut the value if it if you translate over very well? Well, here's the thing. For if you look at positions that don't translate well, like that don't success in college, that don't have the uh, ability to where if you could do this at a high level in college, you would also do it at a high level in the NFL. You need to be more selective or you need to pick those players at a, a higher position because they're more premium. The players who can do that well that you're like, nothing is 100%, but that you're 99.999% of, this player's going to do it, right? Those players, if you feel like anybody coming behind them is like the margin of, of, of error between the top guys and the third or fourth guy is like a world of difference or the the difference between the top five and the the uh, next five is like this big, that then makes it, okay, well, if the difference is this big, why would I spend a higher draft pick on that player? So Bam Knight is running into that a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, Bam Knight has done everything to show um, that the value is there as far as doing a lot on special teams and and um, being a really steadying presence in our running game over the last year. And then you look at Emeka Mezzi. Emeka Mezzi is a guy that could go um, tomorrow as well, probably uh, later tomorrow. Both of these guys will probably be um, pretty late tomorrow. But here's the thing, okay? When you look at Emeka, you're looking at a player that has just all the production in the world. And so you're not really worried about, well, can he can he catch the ball at a high level? The question about Emeka is all about separation. He is not the best route runner in the world, uh, nor is he the fastest guy in the world. So while he has a big body, uh, big catch radius and all that, that's, that's going to get you into some trouble at the NFL level. Like the ability, the lack of ability to separate uh, either vertically or through routes is, you know, it's it's gonna gonna get you in a little bit of trouble. Uh, however, Ameka is still he still has enough traits to me uh, that warrant will warrant a pick in this in this space here. Um, you're looking at a guy that again all time leader in NC State reception in receptions at NC State. Number one, number two, a guy who catches everything. There is value in that. There is value in that. Again, with big body guys like him, with guys who um, may struggle to create separation, but they're really good at high point the ball and all that, a lot of times you see concentration drops out of them for whatever reason. I don't know why this is a thing that is a commonality amongst uh, guys in that ilk a little bit. He's not one of them. He does not have that problem of, you are so worried about him making a mundane play that it's like, Oh God, why couldn't we be in the back of the end zone and he have two uh defenders on him? Because he would have made that catch. So he he has a lot going for him in that regard. And and again, both of these guys, I think, have a, a pretty good shot of um of going tomorrow. And so we'll we'll keep our ears posted and I'll I'll definitely uh be letting off a recap of of tomorrow as well to let you all know if if any other NC State players get drafted and and I'll talk about how they fit into um, their teams as well. Because when you look at Ick and, and how he fits into the Panthers, I think that he is their second best lineman right away. I think that there's not much of a doubt there. And on top of that, this is a Panthers team that 
um, they're going to, you know, give Sam Darnold the best chance that he can to succeed right away. But with that being said, like, yes, the, the fire is under Matt Rule. The fire is under that regime to, like, perform and produce right away. But with that being said, I think that this pick is uh, still a great one for them in that you have a guy that is immensely talented that is going to protect your not only this quarterback, but the next quarterback and the quarterback after him. Uh, and that's – you can't go wrong there. You really can't go wrong in in getting a guy who is going to protect a quarterback in on an offense that just was – it struggled in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways that they struggled was the the ability to protect the quarterback. And you can't give a fair assessment of a quarterback that you don't have the ability to give time back there, that you don't have the ability to uh, take care of via either the run game or just having a really good offensive line. And with Christian McCaffrey's injury history, you need to use that offensive line. You need to get uh, better up front in order to protect your quarterback because the option of running the ball, having short second and third downs, having situations where um, you're in, you're you're not in obvious passing situations. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. So Big Egg joining the Panthers, that's that's a massive get for them. That is a massive gift for them. And again, I'm I'm never going to lie to y'all. I'm never going to tell y'all something intentionally deceptive. When I told y'all I couldn't see it getting past him, was I wrong? Was I, Or it might have been 15. Either way, I, I knew that he wasn't going to last long. And was I wrong? Come on now. Talk to me. Talk to me. Again, he's a great fit uh, with the Panthers. So I think all should be good there. I'm betting on him having a pretty successful career with the Panthers. And if you're a better, go to betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information for live betting, the playoffs, the esports, and more. So head to the website to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I hope that I have given you all um, a little glimpse of, first of all, like I said, this it was easy to predict Big 8 going as high as he did because there are, I'm not going to say and guys are rare. I'm not going to say they're rare. But the combination of guys with Ick's talent plus being an and guy, the, his talent alone is rare. But, you know, that's you add on to the and guy thing. And I know some of you all may think, well, if that's the case, then, you know, how does Tyreek Hill have the value that he has or something like that, right? A guy with um, a domestic charge and, and all that stuff. And I'll tell you, you look at where these players are taken, okay, in the NFL draft in the NFL draft now, not in free agency, not anything like that. It will directly show you players who are bad people, players who, you know, you, you'd you have to, if they had to write a resume with three references on it, they would struggle to come up with anybody besides mama. Well, players like that in the NFL draft, they are, their stocks take big hits, big, big, big hits. Now, 
when that happens, that doesn't mean that they're irredeemable and that they'll forever be relegated to being a, a second fiddle type of player. Because much like Tyree Hill did, if you go out there and ball out, if you go out, if you're an undrafted free agent, if you're drafting the fifth round, if you're drafting the sixth round, drafting, if you have first round talent and you go out there, you play like a first rounder, you dominate, doesn't matter how bad of a guy you are. Somebody will always be there. There will always be a landing spot for you. And this is not to pick on Tyree Hill because you also got Greg Hardy. You also got, um, you know, Mike Vick after he after his stint with the Falcons. There is example after example after example. You got Riley Cooper. You got all of these guys who have done all of these things, right? Brett Favre with the Jets. All these guys who did all these things. And when they did them, team still looked at him and said, hmm, they ball. I'll give him a shot. They were all already professionals and doing it at a high level in the pros. Coming out of college, it means something. It means something to do things the right way. It means something to have folks like you. It means something to have folks say good things about you. Um, and so that's that's just where we're, we're going there. And again, I'm coming at you with recap episodes every time an NC State player uh, is drafted. So hopefully we see some guys come off the board tomorrow. Thank you all so very much for showing out as you always do. I appreciate it every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 